Good morning. Today we'll be studying the second chapter of Hilchot Ta'aniyot. And this chapter will deal with the different types of calamities for which a community or a tzibur uh, may do a ta'anit for. As we'll see, there are 10 situations, calamities in which a tzibur will make ta'anit. Hilchot Ta'aniyot Perik Bet Halacha Aleph. Elohen the following are the calamities, or now we'll call it sarot, or bad, difficult situations, for which a community will, will do ta'anit and will blow the trumpets of the shofar and sound the teruah. And in the Bet HaMikdash they would do the shofar as well, as we learned in the previous chapter. Uh, number one, the oppression of Israel by their enemies, and because of war, because of plague or pestilence, or because of wild animals that um, come and attack people um, unexpectedly or unnaturally, and because of locusts, because of hasilar crickets that would destroy the produce. Ra'al hashiddafon, shiddafon is, um, Sadiaka'on explains in, in Sefer Debarim Perek Kafhet, that shiddafon is when produce gets damaged because of extreme heat. Ra'al hayerakon, yerakon, Sadiaka'on explains as well, that is when the produce, um, turns yellow and begins to spoil. Valham Mapolit because of a collapsing buildings. Valaholayim because of plagues or disease. Valham Mezonot because of some type of economic crisis. Valhamatar and because of rainfall. As we'll see the rainfall is either for good, too much rainfall, or not enough rainfall. Halhabit. Any city in which one of the, the situations mentioned above is occurring there, that city must do ta'anit and sound the terroir until the calamity passes. And all these surrounding areas or surrounding cities or villages fast and do ta'anit, but do not sound the teru'ah. But they pray and ask for mercy from HaGadosh Baruch Hu. In every place, unless it was one of the exceptions mentioned, um, prayer and prayers and asking for mercy is not done, and neither is sounding the teru'ah, as we said in... Um, Perik Aleph Halachavad, but again we mentioned the exceptions in the chat in Perik Aleph as well. Hot mitzarat hamezonot. Aside from an economic crisis, shetzakin aleha afilu b'shabbat that um, we beseech Hakadosh Baruch Hu and pray and ask for mercy even on Shabbat. About en matriin aleha b'hasuserot b'shabbat, but we do not sell the truah on Shabbat even for an economic crisis. Now, from now until the end of the chapter, Harambam will basically describe exactly what we meant um, 
in terms of the, the situations that he quickly mentioned in Harakhalif. What do we mean when we say the oppression of Israel by their enemies? For example, if there were goyim that came to wage war with the Jewish people, or to take attacks from the Jewish people, or to annex their land, even to enact a decree that would interfere with any mitzvah, even a, so to speak, light mitzvah, an easy mitzvah. That community must do ta'anit and sound the teru'ah until they are given mercy. And the surrounding cities make ta'anit, but do not sound the tirwa'ah, unless they sounded the tirwa'ah in order to gather the people, in order to help um, the city that is in danger because of the goyim, or because of the tax, or because of the annexing the land, or because of the decree. What do we mean when we say um, or war? Even if it is a war, a city that isn't necessarily at war. And Goyim, for example, if there were Goyim that waged war against another group of Goyim, and this Jewish city is not necessarily involved in the war. However, one of the armies passed through a place in which Jews live. Even though that neither of the parties are involved in war with the Jewish people. This is still considered a tzara. And we do ta'anit, we sound the shofar, we sound the tirwa, rather. As it says in the Pasuk, in it says that there shall not be, um, in I believe this is in the Berachot, that there will not be a um, a war in your land, implying that even the site of war is a tzara, even though you are not necessarily involved in the war, as the pasuk implies. And it seems that the reason for this is that um, the passage of soldiers through any city area or any city uh, was dangerous for the inhabitants of that city, and typically. Soldiers, soldiers of both the uh, winning side and the losing side would typically pillage the cities in which they would pass through, and they would loot the cities as well. So any war in an area is never a good sign, and that is why um, even though a city that isn't necessarily at war still has to do ta'anit. What exactly is this pestilence or plague that we mentioned? If there is a city that has 500 inhabitants, and there happened to be three people that died in, on three days consecutively, 
אחד או בארבעה ימים, אם כל שלושה, for example, die on one day, or they all, they, the, the groups of three die within four days, and Zedever, this is not considered Dever. So again, three, if there's a city of, with a minimum of 500 inhabitants, and three people died on three consecutive days. If there were 1,000 inhabitants in the city, ויצאו ממנה שישה מתים בשלושה ימים זה אחר זה, הרי זה דבר. If there were a thousand inhabitants in the city and six people died for three days consecutively, it was considered דבר. יצאו ביום אחד או בארבעה ימים אין זה דבר. If the six inhabitants died either on all in one day or the groups of six died within four, the three groups of six died within four days, this is not considered דבר. And the same proportion applies for any other number of inhabitants in whatever city. And the only people that are considered that are considered inhabitants for our purposes are able-bodied men, not including women, minors, or um, old men that are retired from work. And the reason for this is because um, the, the uh, I guess, measure of the plague and its, sig not significance, rather, it's um, the power of the plague is measured um, based on able-bodied and strong men and how much the plague affects them rather than women, children, or men retired from work. Halachavav. If there was Dever in Israel, the cities and Jews living outside of Israel do Ta'anit on behalf for the cities of it, for the people living in Israel. If there was Dever in one city, and caravans came and went from that city to another city. Both cities must do Ta'anit, even though they both these two cities may be um, far from each other. And the reason for this is because of the plague, or the, rather the Dever may pass um, between the two cities with these um, caravans, and the caravans can be carriers of this disease and infect other people potentially. Halchazain. En mit anin al hayara'a ela bizman shahi neshulahat. We only uh, fast for the situation of hayara'a at a time that an unnatural or an atypical time for wild animals um, come out and attack. So for example, Harambam will give us an example right now. If there were wild animals um, seen inside the city during the day, which is not the typical time for um, predatory animals to come to come out, this is considered 
and would be considered a hayara. So again, a hayara is only at a time that is unnatural for these predatory animals to come out and attack. If there are wild animals seen in a field during the day, if the wild animals saw two people and did not run away from because of these two people, it is considered mishulahad. If, however, if it was a city that was next to an uncleared area of land, which is typically where some predatory animals um, uh, some where where some predatory animals live. It's a type of um, deserted area um, again where predatory animals live. And if in this agam it saw two people and chased after them, it is considered Mishulahad. If However, it did not chase the two people, it is not considered Mishulahat. However, if the wild animal was in the Agam and saw two people in the Agam and chased after them, it is not considered Mishulahat unless it attacked the two of them and, and, and ate one of, one of the people. However, if it ate the two of both of the individuals in the Agam, it is not considered Mishulahat because it is the Agam is this animal's natural habitat and it attacked because it was hungry, not because not because it is Mishulahat. Again, Mishulahat is it's atypical or unnatural place to come out or time to come out either. Okay, halakha het. Batim ha-benuyim ba-midbarot u-ba-ratsot ha-neshamot. Houses um, that are built in the wilderness or in deserted places. Ho-ilvehem mekom gedude haya. Those areas are where packs of wild animals dwell. If in one of these areas the animal snatched an infant from its cradle from the roof of the house, that is, this is considered Mishulahat. However, if it did not reach this degree, of snatching an infant from its cradle, it is not considered mishulahat because those individuals who live in the wilderness or those deserted places put their own lives in jeopardy as those areas are the natural habitat of wild animals. Other attacks of insects or type of worms that may um, cause uh, human death that, um, I, that came out and uh, attacked humans. 
For example, if there was an attack of snakes or scorpions, or obviously if there was an attack of hornets or mosquitoes or anything of the sort, ta'anit is not done and the teru'ah is not sounded either. However, uh, prayer is done and asking for mercy for a Kaddish who is done, however, without sounding the teru'ah. In regards to grasshoppers and crickets. Even if a single wing was found in all of Eretz Israel, Ta'anit is done and the Tirwa is sounded. In regards to Govai, which is a type of locust that does not um, travel in packs. Sorry, it's a type of, yeah, it's a type of locust that does not travel in packs and causes a lot of damage and much more damage um, to the crops um, than grasshoppers do. Even if one was found um, in Israel, also, um, Ta'anit is done and Tiru'a is done as well. Abale Hagav, and Mita'anin Alaf, Vilomatri'in, Illa, Zu'akin, Yudvat. However, the Hagav, which is also a different type of grasshopper that also um, travels not in packs. Sorry, they do travel in packs, rather. In contrast to the Govai, the Hagav travels in packs. And when they are in packs, they damage um, the crops significantly. But if they are um, sing if they are in if they if they are alone and not in a pack, they do not damage the crops. And just a interesting fact, um, the Hagav as we'll see in Hilchot, Ma'achalot Asurot are permitted to be eaten. As we mentioned at the opening of the chapter, Rabbeinu Sa'adiyah explains that Shidafon is when the produce gets damaged because of extreme heat, and Yerakon is when the produce um, turns yellow and spoils. When is Ta'anit done um, because of this. Ta'anit is done when there are signs of this of this beginning to happen in the produce. Even if it is just beginning and the area affected is a very small area, no larger than the mouth of an oven, Ta'anit is proclaimed and imposed and the teru'ah is sounded as well. When we mentioned collapsing buildings, what exactly did we mean? If there is an increasing number of sound walls that are not near a river, that happened to collapse, it is considered a tzara, and ta'anit is done, and the teru'ah is sounded. 
Uh, and the reason for the uh, reason Harambam mentions uh, that this, the the buildings are not next to a nahar, next to a river, is because sometimes buildings that are near rivers, the river because of the current of the river, it um, dissipates the ground that is under the building and may cause the building to collapse. And it's much more probable for a building to collapse when it is um, at this near a nahar on the banks of a river in contrast to a building that is nowhere near a nahar. So to an earthquake or strong winds that cause buildings to fall and cause people to um, die. Ta'anit is done and tirwa is sounded as well. What do we mean when we said holayim? And holayim are different types of diseases or plague that cause the loss of human life. If, for example, a disease fell upon um, many people in a city, for example, diphtheria, or a type of high fever, or anything of this sort. And this disease caused people to die because of, again, and the disease caused people to die. This is considered a tsarat tzibur, a communal type of, um, a communal type of uh, affliction. And the sounded. In regards to a skin irritation that um, causes boils, and there is a type of liquid that comes out of these boils, like pus or something, that is accompanied with. Um, a high fever. If this um, happens to spread in within the inhabitants of a city, teru'ah is sounded and ta'anit is done. However, if there is a skin irritation that liquid does not come out, um, prayer only prayer is done and ta'anit and teru'ah are not. What did we mean when we said Mizanot or an economic crisis? If there was a significant decline in price in merchandise in which the people of a certain city make a living from that merchandise. For example, linens in Bavel, or wine or and oil in Israel. If the sales declined significantly, so much so that a seller 
would have to sell his goods that are worth ten or $10, for example, for $6. So a 40, we're talking about 40% decline. And only after that significant decline in price, he may find someone to buy from him. This is considered a tzarat sibur, and ta'anit is done, and we um, pray and cry out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu to help improve the situation even on Shabbat. What do we mean when we say um, we fast and do ta'anit because of rainfall? If there is an excess amount of rainfall, so much so that it causes distress for the people in a certain city or a certain place, they pray and beseech HaKadosh Baruch Hu to um, cease the rainfall. Because nothing, almost nothing is worse than too much rainfall because it causes the houses to collapse and the houses become uh, the the people the people's uh, grave because the houses collapse and the people would probably most likely be within the city and um, would die when the house collapse collapses and in Eretz Israel, uh, there's um, prayer is never done because of excess rain, because Eretz Israel, for anyone who's been there knows this, is a mountainous um, land, and the houses were built back in the day from stone, and whenever an excess rain is always good for it, for the land, and we never. Do uh, ta'anit to cease a benefit or a favor from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. If there was grain that has sprouted and rain did not fall yet, and the grain has begun to dry up. The people of that area in which the grain has, not, has sprouted and rain hasn't um, fallen yet do ta'anit and pray until the rain comes or until the grain totally dries up. And Rabbi Nahum Rabinovich in his Perusha Pichuta explains the reason for this, explains the reason why um, we pray up until the grain completely dries up because from this point onwards rain uh, does not help um, the produce and uh, we we do not besiege and pray for HaKadosh Baruch Hu to um, make miracles that are against the laws of nature and against the laws of agriculture. So if the grain totally dried up. Any rain that would fall would damage that would damage the grain, and we do not beseech Hakadosh Baruch Hu for things that um, are extremely, extremely improbable and almost impossible 
uh, to happen, and they're not um, the natural way of things. And this is an important point for us, how to look at the world. We, we should view the world and view our situations in terms of probability and not ask God for the extremely, extremely, um, and rather we should not expect the extremely, extremely improbable. And obviously this isn't to say that if we have a sick relative or something of the sort, we should not pray. Rather, um, Rabbi Nahum Rabinovich is mentioning, and I'm explaining, that anything that is totally contrary to the laws of nature and to the laws of agriculture should not be asked for from HaKadosh Baruch so to if the time of Pesach or the season of Aviv has arrived in Israel, which is the time for the blossoming of the trees and rain has not fallen yet, the people of that area, sorry, the people of Israel um, do ta'anit and cry out until the rain needed for the trees has fallen or until the blooming season has passed. So too, if Haga Sukkot has arrived and rain not and rain hasn't fallen significantly enough that the cisterns, ditches, and storage cave have not yet been filled with rain. Ta'anit is done until enough rain has fallen to fill the cisterns. However, if there is a shortage of drinking water, Ta'anit is done um, because of the shortage of drinking water, as long as there is this shortage, even if the shortage is during the summer, when it is um, not as likely to rain as in the other seasons. If during the rainy season, there are 40 days that elapse between rainfalls, this is considered a drought. Ta'anit is done, and we pray to Baruch Hu and beseech HaKadosh Baruch Hu until the rain falls or until the rainy season has passed. Tomorrow we'll study the third um, chapter of Ilkhot Ta'aniyot, which actually deals with fasting because of... Um, of rainfall.